in today's show. We're going to talk about all of the games from Monday, a slew of injury updates, including some news on DeMontis Sabonis, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Monday, fantasy playoffs, nine games on. Wacky shit all over the place. So many weird things to talk about. We're going to talk about it. It is only going to get wackier from here on out, I am sure. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. First thing, we touched on this earlier on the What to Watch For show. Chris Paul's coming back, apparently. Maybe Wednesday. Maybe Thursday. Maybe Sunday. At some point this week, it feels like he's going to return. I um, I don't know exactly whether that's going to be the case. It's, it's a really tough call, and it's going to come down to your individual matchup, your individual roster. Like me, for example, I did say on the what to watch for. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I did it. I dropped Cameron Payne, and I added Chris Paul. Paul sits in my injured reserve. Kyrie comes out of my injured reserve, and I just hope. I just hope that he's going to play on Thursday. If he doesn't play Wednesday, I'll be okay. I hope he plays on Thursday, but I just don't know that. At this stage, it has burnt an ad for me. Um, so I'm really behind the eight ball now. I just fingers crossed it's going to work out. I bloody need Brandon Ingram to return. And that's the sort of decision you're going to have to make on your team. If Chris Paul comes back, I don't think he'll be supremely limited in minutes. Maybe 30, 31 instead of 33, 34. I don't think he's going to be playing 25 a night. Um, but you might only get one game out of him this week and it might be Sunday. So it is a very, very tough call. But as I said, I made the call. I'll live with the results. It's a lot of money for me up for grabs in this one. Um, so hopefully it works out. And that's yeah, that's where my brain is at on that decision. An update on DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis has a bone bruise in his knee. He will miss at least the next five games. That's their road trip. And then um, they'll have four more games after that. I would be very surprised if DeMontis Sabonis plays. Him out for five games is 10 days worth. So it's all of this week. They've only got two games on anyway. And then it's most of next week. I, I would be... I think you would have to consider dropping him. I think you have to. Do you pick up anyone? Well, they play two games this week. Damian Jones is going to be the guy. But two games with Damian Jones isn't worth it this week. Maybe towards the end of the week, if you are going to win and you're preparing for the week after, then sure, go and add Jones. But I don't think I'd do it now. I also think that we might not see De'Aaron Fox play. We missed last game with a hand issue. I don't know if there's much reason to really push him through these last nine games if he's actually got an injury to his hand. So I know there's only two games this week. And that's what makes a stream of Davion Mitchell so tough. 
but it might be something you need to do if you've got the ability to withstand two games from either him or Jones this week and you're going to be into the uh, next round next week. But that's up for you to decide. I can't tell you whether your team's going to win. Hey, if you've got to buy this week, yeah, Jones and Mitchell, I'd grab them. Right, if your playoffs have unfortunately started this week and you've got to buy it, add those two guys. If you are in the middle of a semifinal matchup, getting a two-game player might kill you. I would add Jones over Metu. Oh, Trey Lyles is the other guy who's going to benefit there too, although his minutes won't change much. He will benefit. But again, this is going to be very your situation dependent. What's your schedule look like? What's your matchup projecting out to be this week? Can you afford the twos? But Jones, Lyles, Mitchell... I think Mitchell less so because we don't know that Fox is going to be out. But those other two, yeah, some really big uh, benefits, I think, coming uh, for those two guys. Chris Middleton is out for tomorrow's game. So George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, probably Hill, uh, probably uh, Connaughton and Allen, the biggest boost to want to stream in for Tuesday. Um, Jared Allen still has no timetable to return. We were pretty cautious, sort of pretty cautious. I was pretty um, pessimistic about him returning at any point to help. And even when that update came out, you know, people pushed back on, on what I'd said with it about um, them saying, oh, we hope he's back before the playoffs. And people thought that was good news. And I thought, I don't actually think that's particularly good news. Again, he's not going to, if he's got no timetable, I don't think he's playing this week. Uh, I don't think he's playing next week either personally. So I, w- I wouldn't have, I would have dropped him weeks ago, to be honest, when we first heard that injury. Official confirmation on things that we've known for a long time. Zion Williamson won't play this season. Damian Lillard won't play this season. Actually, no one should be surprised at all about those things. The Lillard one, I specifically told you about that months ago. So, uh, yeah, no surprise there. And the Zion one, it just made no sense for him to come back given where he's at. We got Alonzo Ball update. The update is, yeah, his uh, knee is too sore, so this is going to stop rehab for 10, 10 days. He's going to stop running for 10 days. Yeah, he's not coming back. He might make a, a, a appearance in the playoffs, maybe, but you can, if you haven't already, I don't know why you're still holding him. But if, if you are still holding him now, like, see you later. Like, that needs uh, the full jack treatment. Get that garbage out of here! There is a Paul George update. He's doing some practices with coaches. Like, sure. We're still not doing contact. He's not playing this week. And I don't think he's playing next week. Again, maybe you get him back in that week between the, what is it, the 4th and the 10th of April. But I wouldn't be holding out hope. Maybe you're getting back then. But it's two weeks away. Two weeks of zeros. IL slot open. No worries. Hold him. Ben Simmons has a herniated disc in his back. Steve Nash is hopeful that he can come back and maybe get some regular season action in. I am not. Herniated disc is no joke, man. Uh, Again, he's not playing this week. He won't play next week. Surely you've dropped Ben Simmons by now. So just a bunch of injury update situations. So no good for Lillard, Zion, Lonzo, Simmons. Probably not for Paul George either. Not for Jarrett Allen. Bad news for Sabonis. The good news just resides with Chris Paul. Really, that's the only one of those ones that's a, that's a positive situation for us. But we know that college basketball is here again. And that's a great time for basketball fans. The latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net, is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So if I go to BetOnline.net, I can see some odds for some games tomorrow they've got up already. They've got the Warriors as eight-point favorites over the Magic on the road. Do we think that's a good bet? Hmm. They've also got the Nuggets five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Clippers. Well, I like that Nuggets five-and-a-half. I think that's. I think the Nuggets five and a half is good. The Warriors without Steph, 
but the Magic aren't going to be trying, let's be honest. So let's go. I think Warriors minus eight is a good one, and I think Nuggets minus five and a half is a pretty good bet. And you can check that all out at betonline.net. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Guys, why did I start using Athletic Greens? Well, I didn't think I was healthy enough and I didn't want to have to be swallowing millions of pills every day or spending a bunch of money and I needed to get some good, healthy, green nutrition in and that's what Athletic Greens does. AG1 is giving you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and my favorite word, adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's just less than three bucks per day. One scoop in a glass of water and it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Said one sc- scoop of AG1 in a cup of water, that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we should talk games, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. Let's go to the first one of those. The Portland Trailblazers got out-tanked by the Pistons. 119-115, the final score in that game. Um, I'll go to the box score there so I can have a look. Yep, all right, I'm in action. Brandon Williams finally hit some free throws. 11 of 11. Now, this is a bloke who's just been horrible from the line the whole way through. And he was still terrible from the field, going, what, 6 of 17 for 35%, but had 23 points, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 assists. It looked like he was losing minutes to Chris Dunn. And then he just blows up for this game. It's going to be unpredictable. It's going to be up and down in terms of where the shooting's at. But as long as Simons is out, you can have him if you can deal with these deficiencies. With no Josh the Hitman Hart resting, CJ Allaby played 25 minutes in a start. The line's great. 16, 8, and 2, 3 steals and a block on 71%. Like, that's sexy. The problem is, before today, he was the 264th ranked player playing actually more minutes than that. So don't get too excited. Drew Eubanks, 10-day contract. No idea when they're going to, if they're going to extend him full season. I think it ends towards the end of this week, that 10-day. But 17 and 8 in 31 minutes. He's a 12-team league guy, as is Justice Windsor, who had 10 and 9 with a steal and a block. Yes, he shot 25%, and you have to watch both percentages with him. But I think he's a 12-teamer. Well, Watford played 30, had 13, 4, and 4 with two steals, two blocks. And it would have been much better if he didn't go 3 of 6 from the line. So there's value in those guys. The Chris Dunn train just screeched off the tracks. He still had five assists, but no steals, and shot 1 of 8. He was shooting well above his head in his time in Portland, but the assists are good. So if you are looking for assists and steals, understanding that he's going to be bad as a shooter, because he is a very, very bad shooter, then he can be useful for you. Three more games this week as well. After that, not much else to talk about. With Actually, that's not true because Benny McLemore went off for 21 in 31 minutes with five threes, five rebounds, two steals, and a block. Now, I wouldn't put any trust in anything that McLemore is doing. It's likely because Josh Hart didn't play. Giving 31 minutes to McLemore and not giving minutes to Keon Johnson is a little bit confusing, but it is what they did. It's all right. They won the game. I'm sure that means so much to them. For the Pistons, Cade Cunningham returned 36 minutes, 25, 3, and 7, 4 steals and a block. That's a bloody good line. Hopefully, he doesn't get too many rests down the stretch. The bullshit's already started, though, with this team. Jeremy Grant's rested two out of the last threes. Corey Joseph rested today. Kelly Linick was out today with a fake injury. So, 
I don't, I don't mind Corey Joseph not playing. I don't actually mind Kelly Linick not playing. J- Jeremy Grant ones is the one that's a bit tough to swallow. But what we saw is with Joseph out, we got 36 minutes of Killian Hayes. He played next to Cade Cunningham, and he had 12-4-6 and six with a steal and a block. He shot poorly, but actually, look, that line, you don't give a shit if he shot poorly. This is like Marcus Smart stuff. 12-4-6 and six a steal and a block, 80% from the line. The minutes are there. Look, I suppose when you've got the opportunity to play a shit bloke, not shit bloke, not true, a shit point guard like Corey Joseph ahead of him at every opportunity, you've got to, you've got to take it. You can't leave that low-hanging fruit out there. You've got to play Corey Joseph so that your lottery pick point guard who's barely played can go and uh, wither on the bench and not get to play with your other lottery pick guard. That's that's a no-brainer decision. Of course it is. All right, we know that. But now the opportunity has been afforded to Killian to get these extra minutes. Will your mate Dwayne Casey put him back on the bench and play him 25 minutes? Anything's possible. Anything's a go with that bloke. But this is really good from Killian. He's under no circumstance a must-roster player. But assists and steals, he can, he can get them. And let's hope this means 30 a night as we move forward. I don't buy it, but I hope. The depressed penis had 25 with five triples. Didn't shoot well, but that's still good volume. While big Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, of course it's him. Of course it's Alfie Stewart. He brings in eight points with 13 boards and two blocks. And it would have been much better had he not shot 33 from the field. I wouldn't say that he's a must-roster player. But he's close to a 12-teamer. Marv Bagley went from good numbers, then shit last game, and then good again. 15-9 and nine in 29 minutes. But it's just very Bagley-ish, isn't it? It's no threes, it's no steals, it's no blocks. At least he hit his free throws. And I don't know what happens next game. If Grant returns, if Grant returns, Bagley go back to the bench and play 12 minutes or 16 minutes? Or does he get that weird 30-minute combination between those two, three guys? I don't know what they're going to do with the rotation. Bagley can, if you've got Bagley on your team, hold him. If he's on the waiver wire, I wouldn't rush to grab him after this game. They also gave 25 minutes to Isaiah Livers, who had five points on seven shots. He had that one good game, and then, yeah, it's been uh, pretty rough as we move forward. Well, Gaza played 17 minutes, and I'm sure that matters to nobody. Let's go to the Lakers. They got to win. The big fellas, the Lakers, they're back. No one wants to face the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, I reckon the Suns might, because I'll pound them. 131-120, Los Angeles wins. This is not taking anything away from the Lakers because this is a really good win, especially when we talk about the lineup that they trotted out there. Holy shit. They started a lineup of Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Wenyan Gabriel, LeBron James, and Dwight Howard. Reeves, Gabriel, and Howard in a starting lineup, and they won on the road. LeBron was great. 38-11-12 with a steal and a block. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Yes, it is. 41 minutes. That's a big number for LeBronald. Well, Westbrook, yes, he was bad at your free throws. We know that. But 24 and 11, two, two threes and a steal. The numbers are coming back for Westbrook. They're looking much better. DJ Augustin just got white hot. Don't fall for it. 26 minutes, 20 points. And you go, holy shit, man. It's the blue balls. You look at it and you go, look at that line. Look at it. And then he has zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. I don't know how that's possible for a point guard to have zero assists and to have zero rebounds. He just went out there and shot seven of seven from the field, six of six from three, and he hit one, two. There's no way that any of that continues. And he was out of the rotation about a week ago, a week ago. Look, as a streamer for threes, sure, why not? But that's about it. Stan Johnson had 12 points with three steals. I don't trust that for a second. Well, Malik Monk, we've seen this, we've seen this before. Monk moves to the bench, played 22 minutes and had 12 points. If you want to move on, bye. He needs 30, and if he's going to play 20, then it's not going to happen. 
Austin Reeves, 11, 5, and 6. Streaming option for 12s. So that's probably about where he sits. What well, we only got 14 Carmelo Anthony minutes. All right, see you later. In fact, let's do it. Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Dwight Howard started. He played 12 minutes, but they just went small after that. I don't know what the point of starting Dwight is, but didn't finish with him. Darius Garland played 41 minutes. Whew. That's a lot of minutes, and he put up some big numbers. 29, 2, and 16. His numbers shooting the ball have been down 44%. He went 7 of 7 from the line, which is great. 57 fantasy points. He did hurt his finger. Stayed in the game. He said it's fine. It's just something to watch. Larry Markinen was on the buy low, sell high, over under performing show today. Talked about how high his steals were. He had zero of them here. Still shot the ball well, though, and played a lot of minutes. 37 of them. 18 and 9 with 4-3. So strong enough numbers. While Karis Levert got into extreme foul trouble, he had 5,016 minutes. He had 13-4 and 2. One of his better games, to be honest. Just didn't play the minutes. I don't think that he's absolutely 100% a must-roster guy. Again, it's all going to be schedule dependent. While Mobley got into some foul trouble as well. He only played 27 minutes, had 13 and 5 with a block. Not, not his best night. While Kevin Love, the oscillation continues. 8 and 6 in 20 minutes. Lamar Stevens, 34 minutes. Don't get excited. Look, that's 16 points and 6 rebounds. It's good. A block. It's good. 67% shooting. It's good, but unrealistic. But, of course, this is because Mobley and Levert both got into foul trouble. He's been starting all of these games and playing 17 minutes. Today, he got forced into extra playing time. It worked out well, but don't get excited. Should have mentioned this already, but Dean Wade's not going to play the rest of this regular season. So there is an opportunity here for Stevens, but he's most likely just going to be a 20-minute spot case guy with who might start, and then Levert just takes over. I think that's probably most likely. Chetty Osman played 18 minutes for five points, so yeah, sure, whatever. That is, I was going to say it's cool, but it's decidedly not cool. Let's talk about Rock Auto, because if you're getting parts for your car, why would you waste your time? You know, what to, you know what to do. Like, if you drive past an auto parts store, you should be putting your head out the window and booing them. Boo for your high prices. Boo for your wait times in the queue. Rock Auto's the way to go. Like, I, I wouldn't suggest it, but if you wanted to stand outside a local chain auto parts store with a banner saying rockauto.com is an online family business that's been serving auto parts customers for 20 years, I wouldn't tell you not to do it. I'm not telling you to do it, but you know, maybe we do that. Why would you spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts, when you can just go to rockauto.com on your phone or on your computer. Whether it's brake parts or tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything you need for your car. So head to rockauto, ooh, I don't know why I spell like that, rockauto, rockauto.com and check out all of the parts available for your car or truck and in their How Did You Hear About Us box right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, next game. We're going really long for some reason today. The Hornets beat the Pelicans 103-106. Should have said that score the other way around, but that's all right. Um, oh, here's an update on the Hornets. Just coming through right as I'm recording, Isaiah Thomas is going to sign for the rest of the season for the Hornets. Cool. We'll talk about the Hornets in a sec, though. Let's start with the Pelicans, who really needed this win and didn't get it. Valanchunas put up some very, very big numbers. Jonas Vassal Inuansas. 60 fantasy points, 24 and 18, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 61%. Excellent. CJ McCollum, also really good. Importantly, he hit all of his free throws. He went 27 with 6 assists and 3 threes and shot 53 from the field. And we also got 38 Jackson Hayes minutes. His minutes are way up. Now, the numbers aren't great. 9 points on 38%. He had a block, he had seven boards, and he is a 12-team league guy. 
Herbalife Jones, he was putting together a nice line before he was ejected. I don't think there's any suspension there. 19 minutes, five points, two steals and a block. While Jose Alvarado played 23 and had seven, four and two, he was better than Devontae Graham, who cannot. I know that sounds definitive, but it appears that he cannot play next to CJ McCollum. He's just trash almost every game they play together. 25 minutes for Devontae starting. He had two points on 13% with three assists. I know they're starting him because Ingram's out, but at this point, he's not playing starters minutes. Why bother? Put Najee Marshall in there. Put Trey Murphy in there. I don't see the point of Graham at this stage. I know there's three more quality games left for this team this week, but unless you're punting field goals, I'm not sure he's a must-hold guy. He can be a streamer. Um, Alvarado, similar for assists and steals, but it's just bad with Graham in there. He's, He's just really struggling. Trey Murphy had six points in 18 minutes, while Marshall had 14 and five. Some good numbers for Najee there. Again, more just a streamer, but with the, the way that the schedule is, is uh, shaking out for this team, there might be something there. For the Hornets, LaMelo, 17, four and nine. Great game, while Bridges had 16, four and five, another strong performance. And Peach, PJ Washington, only six points. But how about seven assists from the big fella? A steal and a block, 50% shooting. Continues to be annoyingly adequate meaning you just got to hold, you can't drop it, bloody hell. Just give me something great, and it's just never coming. It's never coming from Ubre either. Six points in 15 minutes, you do not have to hold on to him. Please do not. Well, Rogier had 17 points with not much else. His assists had been really high, and he had just one of them here, which is a bit disappointing. 11 and 10 for Mason Plumley Didn't actually screw your free throw, so that's pretty good. He is a 12-team league option, while Harrell had 12 points. Two blocks is a nice surprise for Montrez. I wouldn't use him as a 12-team must. He's more of a stream option than anything else. Well, Thomas, who just recently signed, as I said, Isaiah Thomas, 15 points with a John Hunter-esque line of zero rebounds and one assist with no steals, no blocks. He is only a deeper league fantasy option, and that is that. Um, Let's go on to the next game. That would be a great place for us to go. The next game is the Utah Jazz getting beaten by the Brooklyn Nets. 106-114, the final score. Don Mitchell and Mike Conley reunited in the backcourt. Mitchell had 30 and 3 with 3 assists and 5 threes. Shot poorly, but had uh, 7 of 7 from the line. While Conley, again, this is why we wanted to stick through the struggles. 18, 2, two and 7 with 3 threes. Good game from him. Clarko played 37 minutes. It's a lot of minutes they're giving into Jordan Clarkson at the moment. J O R D A N C L A R K S O N. 19 and 6 with 4 triples and 3 steals. Shot poorly, but the volume is very, very good with these absences. O'Neal had just two points, but blocked three shots. Again, he's got some value, but it's we know where it's concentrated. And then Gobert, just a, a very weird game from Gobert. Just 31 minutes, 11 and four, no blocks. I, I don't know why he only played 31 minutes. He just he just wasn't good. He was just off his game. He was just getting cooked when he they were getting cooked with him out there. It was a weird one. Wanchahuna Gomez started for Bogdanovich again and had two points. I guess that little performance he had uh, yesterday, was it, or the day before? Um, yesterday it was. Um, yeah, nothing we needed to rely upon. Well, Nikhil Alexander-Walker went from starting to a DNP today because he is um, he's actually really bad. It's its frightening. With Andre Drummond out, Coach Steve Nash. But you can call me Coach Steve. Started Nick Claxton. 15-6, four assists, a steal, and two blocks. 88% shooting. I don't know if Drummond's going to miss any more time. Their next game is on Wednesday. So I don't know if Claxton's a great ad to stream in for Wednesday. Bruce Brown should be rostered though. 22-7-5 and five, and Durant had 37-9-8 and eight with a steal. Kyrie will return next game and he'll play them one after that. And then he has one game left out of the final nine games. 
So just be um, be aware of that. Like I'm going to play Kyrie these two games here and then I am going to drop him for Sunday's game because it's the last day of my season. And I think you should probably consider that as well. If he's going to play one out of nine, very, very tough to hold on to a bloke doing that. I, I think that that makes him a... Uh, I think it's going to make him a drop after these two games, to be honest. So just be aware of that. Goran Dragic, 32 minutes, seven points, but seven assists. There is some value here with Kyrie's absence coming up, but Wednesday, Saturday, I'm not sure how much we get out of him. Seth Curry, 12 trillion. Sprained his ankle, didn't do anything. Now, I said he was going to be a guy that regressed. I didn't expect this. And they said they don't expect it to be too bad, the ankle injury, but he's had so many ankle injuries over the last week or basically all season. He's had a lot of them. So I think he's going to get some missed time here. So maybe Cam Thomas, maybe Kessler Edwards. Edwards is who started for him in the second half, but they're not going to be 12-team pickups, would be my guess. With Drummond and Aldridge out, Blake Griffin started. No, he didn't. Sorry. He came into the rotation. And he had nine points with four rebounds. He played well, but I don't really think there's any um, I don't think there's any fantasy value for Blake Griffin there, unfortunately, for him or for any big Blake Griffin fans in the audience. Next up, the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. This is just a huge win for Philadelphia. They've had so many of these weird wins this season. They get the win, 113-106, without Embiid and without Harden. It's just remarkable to do that. The Heat were without Oladipo and Vincent, but of course that doesn't equate the same thing. Adebayo was great, 22-9 with three blocks, and Kyle Lowry, who was, again, on my underperforming list today because he just wasn't taking any shots, he decided to take them and hit them. 20-6 with six assists and six triples, a steal and a block. Great, awesome. Back in business. Well, Jim Butler had 27, 5, and 6. Of course, Butler didn't have any threes. Because he's my butler. And because he shit at them. And he went 11 of 11 from the line. While PJ Tucker had two points and Dunk Robinson had six. Anyone still holding Duncan Robinson? Please know. He's a streamer for threes. It had to come. Tyler Hero had to drop off. It just had to happen. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. We were going to see that shooting drop off, and it did, and it hit hard. 10 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists on 33%. You don't do anything crazy with it, but it was always going to regress. Caleb Martin had 14 in his 22 minutes, while the winter soldier, Max Struess, had 1 point. Missed all 5 of his shots, and it's going to take either a butler or a Lowry, probably a butler, being out for Struess to be worthy of adding. Now, without Embiid and Harden, this lineup was weird, and they got it done. So I don't know how much we take into account here. Maxi played just 28 minutes and had 28, 5, and 4. That is just a great line. Shake Milton, who basically was out of the rotation. He should be in the rotation, but he's not going to play 31 minutes. He had 20 and 5 with 6 assists and a triple 1. He was excellent. While George Niang had 15, 4, and 4 with 3 threes. He was on my streaming show as, hey, if you want someone to stream in for threes, maybe it's Niang. And I was like, yeah, maybe. But apparently so. Toby Harris just didn't do anything. Like, didn't elevate at all. He got the six assists, but 14, 8, and 6. We're still holding him, but man, it's frustrating. Well, they decided... Um, Matisse, actually, Matisse Thibel, 16 minutes only. Weird. 5, 2, and 2. This is why he's a frustrating as shit guy to roster. He'll have five steals, and then he'll do this bullshit. Like, we know that it fits only certain teams, but it, the wild inconsistencies are frustrating. I know they won the game. I know Philadelphia won the game, and that's great. But your center rotation being Paul Millsap and DeAndre Jordan, I'm sorry, kids. It's fucking embarrassing. Like, Paul Millsap is so much better than DeAndre Jordan, and Paul Millsap's washed. He had five and four with a steal and a block. DeAndre Jordan, he should not play a single minute ever. 
It makes no sense why he plays. Two and eight in 25 minutes for him. There is no rationale. Put Goldfinger in. Put Paul Reed in. I don't get this with Doc. These guys are finished. It's as plain as any for anybody can see this. Just please watch DeAndre Jordan play, Doc. I beg you. Watch him play. Why are you playing him? This doesn't mean much for fantasy, but holy shit. It's just some of the weirdest decision-making you'll see to have this bloke in there playing minutes. Makes no sense. Next game we look at, a bit of a blowout. Well, it was a blowout. The Thunder did bring it back towards the end. 132, the Celtics. 123, the Thunder. For Boston, they were resting uh, the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, and Marcus Smart was out. So they started Derek White, and it was pretty good. 34 minutes, 18, 5, and 5 with a triple one. Is this any indication that we should re-add Maximum Derek? Maximum Derek. I don't think so. Again, Smart is out. The numbers go up. We've seen it. Smart comes back. He plays 22 minutes a night. Now, I might think that 22 minutes a night is stupidly low for him, but it doesn't matter. Like, if I think it is or not, that's what Udoka has done, and we just sort of have to go by that pattern. And if you add White now, you don't get today's game. You just get whatever happens when Smart returns. So I'm not sure it's the best use of an ad. Horford, three points only, but man, seven assists, three steals, three blocks. Almost, I'll say he had a five by three. It's a pretty good line. He took one shot. Tatum had 36, seven and six with five threes. Well, Jalen Brown, the uh, the struggles from the free throws line continue. JB, you've done it again. 25 points. He had two steals, but one assist. Three of six from the line. This is really killing him and his overall value, that lack of free throws. Peyton Pritchard, just volume up the up, out the absolute ass at the moment. 18 points with five threes in 25 minutes. He's a great streamer for threes. Um, this is obviously helped by Smart being out, so don't go too crazy. Well, Grant Williams. Yeah, who thought a 20 and 10 Grant Williams game was coming? Not me. 38 minutes for Grant. I think he is solid enough, but you're not streaming him for 12s. Probably not even 14s, but this was obviously really good. He's been impressive this season. Um, for the Thunder... Shea Gildas-Alexander returned and had 31 with nine assists and four threes, a huge game. And Trey Mann popped off. I think he had 26 points in the first half and 20 points in the second quarter. He ended with just 35. I say just 35, but when you drop 26 and a half, I'd hope for more than nine in the next half. 35 points, seven triples, seven rebounds, four assists, 61% shooting. That's all great. I think he had 11 points on 15 shots yesterday. It's the Trey Mann problem. This is awesome. The in-between is where the bullshit lies. Like, stream him in, no problem. No worries holding him. No worries having him, but you don't expect this. Baisley had a good game, 22 and 10. Great from the field. A bit rough from the line, but good numbers. While Pokyshevsky, 28 minutes. 19, 5 and 3 with three threes and a steal. I think Poku's a 12-team league guy. Definitely over Aaron Wiggins, who had just 24 minutes. And then Isaiah Roby went scoreless. He missed all six of his shots somehow. At least he played 26 minutes with the incantation on the sidelines. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. But I don't trust Roby, man. I don't trust it at all with what they're going to do here. So yeah, I would have Poku and Baisley and Gilgis Alexander and probably Man ahead of him at this point. But I feel there's going to be a lot of fuckery with this team as we move forward. My man, Lindy Waters, um, three points on six shots. He's going to have so many rough nights. He'll have one game where he goes off and hits like eight triples. And you go, man, Lindy Waters, cool, 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 cool. And then, no doubt, and then you have these bullshit games, every other one in between. He's just very, very streaky, and he's going to pop off and get these shots. And one game, it's going to go big, and then every other game is going to be rough. That's sort of how I see that. Not sort of, it's exactly how I see it. Game seven of the day. The Rockets pump 
The Wizards, 115.97. 32 minutes for Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. I didn't think we'd see the day. He was awesome, though. 22, 13, and 4. One steal, five blocks. That's massive. Hopefully, he just keeps playing. Hachimura played 30 minutes, 16 and 8 with two threes. There was no Kuzma. If Kuzma's going to remain out, Hachimura can be streamed in for scoring. Denny Avdia only had seven points, but man, what a line otherwise. Nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Would have been much better if he didn't shoot 25%, but he is starting to push back into maybe stream territory for 12s. Neto had 10 assists and two steals after Ishmith played over him last game. This is what I said about these two, is that I don't think we can pick it. It's just going to change all the time. Like Smith played 17 minutes and had 5-0-1. and one. If he had to base it on what happened last game, Smith would have been the guy to go for. In general, I think Neto is going to get the bulk of the minutes most of the time, but it's going to be such a disaster in terms of planning that is it really worth burning a roster spot for mediocre bullshit like this? I don't think so. Um, 24 unnecessary minutes of Thomas Sadoransky while Caldwell Pope just 13-1-1. A little bit rough uh, with a lack of peripherals there. For the Rockets, the Crucifix, Christian Wood. Just a huge, huge game. 39-10 and 10 with eight rebounds, two steals, and a block. 78% shooting, just a gigantic pop-off. Huge. Jalen Green also bounced back with 17-6-5. Can't say the same for cousin Kevin Porter who had 11-3-4 with a triple zero and hurt both your percentages. So vintage KP there. They moved uh, Garrison Matthews to the bench while Eric Gordon returned. Gordon hit five threes. Maybe some stream value there with him while Gary Bird had six points and two threes. He's been actually just really bad of late. While the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Seven points. Eight rebounds and six assists is nice, but only 19 minutes. When are they going to just get rid of him from the starting lineup and play KJ? I know people are against that, but I don't think you can have either Martin or Tate in a 12-team league, but we want to watch that. Shengun, 25 minutes, played next to Wood. Seven points on seven shots is bad, but seven rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. He's getting up there. He's definitely a 12-team streamer. He's not a 12-team must roster, though. While Schroeder played 23 minutes and had eight, four, and five. You can't really rely upon him. He can get you some assists, but he's just not a reliable long-term option, um, I don't think. The Raptors fall to the Bulls. Good for the Bulls to get that win. 113-99. They, they were without uh, Gary Trent and Ogenanobi, so you know what that means. The wiki Chris Boucher plays more minutes. 19-10 and 10 with two blocks in 33. Van Vliet still can't shoot. 19-6-9 with three threes on 32%, while the big tree played 30 minutes, Ken Birch. 11-7-4. Do not read into that at all. Boucher, to me, is a streamer if Trent misses more time. And I think he might. Just watch his toe. I think he might. So Boucher, maybe. Scotland Barnes. Oh, that's two rough ones in a row from him. Eight points on 33%. Mm. He still had six boards, five assists, and two blocks. But is he going cold at the wrong time? Let's hope not. Well, Siakam had 22-5-4. Not his best night. He can do better. While the big sneeze had been playing well, and then he dishes up 6-9 and nine in 28. This is the problem with the Chua, is that, again, inconsistency is, um, is going to be a problem. And we've seen it. Look, he's improved a lot, but this was back to the bad old days of a Chua, of no defensive stats and failing to get anything going efficiently offensively. For the Bulls, DeRozan, unbelievable efficiency, 79%. Unfortunately, just 60 from the line, which is weird. While Vooch had 19 and 13. DeRozan, by the way, had 26, 5 and 1 and blocked three shots. So he's pulling that out of his ass. While Levine looked a little bit better in this game, 26, 6 and 6. But like DeRozan and Vooch, they both went, they all, not both, all three of them shot under 70 from the line. That is very weird. They moved Ayo Desunmu to the bench. He played 24 minutes. He had 11, 2 and 6. That's still really good. 
But they are going to start Caruso over him moving forward. Caruso, 7-2-6. and six. Now, we wanted to add the Bulls players before this three games in four nights. You've still got a Tuesday-Thursday combo here for the Bulls, so add Caruso. I would hold Dasunmu because of this stretch. Kobe White did nothing. Pat Williams returned finally. I was staggered the other day when I saw that Patrick Williams played this season. I thought for sure he got injured in preseason. I didn't know he played five games this year to begin the season. I could not... My brain was going, what is going on here? I felt like I just had never paid attention to the NBA. I don't know why, but I thought he just hadn't played. Anyway, he played five games. His sixth game today gave us 7-1 or 7-2 with zero assists and a steal. And he is not a 12-team league guy. You should prioritize Dasunmu and Caruso and probably even Javante Green, who played 30 minutes here and had a steal with seven points. Yeah, Williams is a better player, but Williams has got to get back up to speed a little bit after missing four or five months of action. And the only time to add Williams is because of this three and four night schedule. You've missed one of those already. I wouldn't prioritize him as a huge ad. Well, Kobe White, ugh. Yeah, you can, uh, even with the schedule, you can probably drop him. Two points in 13 minutes for Kobe with Caruso, Dasunmu, Green, Williams getting those bench minutes ahead of him, which is uh, not great for where his value lies as we move forward. So let's go to the last game of the night. After a delayed start due to a leaking roof, the Mavericks win it 110-108. to Townsy, 22-7 in 37 minutes. He was questionable coming in with a forearm issue, remember, but he played through it. Obviously, two steals and a block. Great game. D'Angelo Russell, the shooting's still a bit off, but 18-5-4 and four with two threes. We talked about him on the underperforming show, how his scoring and his shooting was down. Well, at least the scoring jumped back up. Well, goose. Anthony Edwards. He played a lot. 38 minutes. 19-6-3 with three threes. Yeah, not his best. The artist formerly known as Torian Prince, though, is firing up. 17 points, three threes, 23 minutes. He's at least a stream for points and threes. While Jared Vanderbilt Bar played 15 minutes. Ugh, that's gross. He did have four fouls, and he got fouls really early, and that limited his playing time. He still had somehow eight boards of steal and shot 67%, which is basically why you roster him. I know it's tough. He's not the greatest player in points leagues. This is a terrible outing. But in category leagues, if he does what you need him to, I think you still hold. Paddy Beverly didn't get ejected, and he played 31 minutes, so that's a start. But seven points on 20% is terrible. And then two of three from the, two of six, sorry, from the line is horrendous. But he did the Beverly things. Seven boards, four assists, two steals, and a block. And you've got to persist through that. Malik Beasley played some minutes and had seven points, so that's something. Well, for the Mavericks, Dwighty Powell, another offensive explosion. 22 points on eight of eight shooting, eight boards, two steals, and a block. Now, he'll probably have four points next game. But his ability to get some rebounds, some steals, and good field goal percentage is useful. Reggie Bullock returned. 36 minutes, 18 and 7 with 6 triples. There's a little bit of flukiness to that. Bullock hadn't really been a 12-team league guy before this game. But there's at least stream value there for threes. Dinwiddie, 20 and 8 off the bench. He was great. Finney Smith, a good bounce back after his last game. Talked about it on the waiver wire show. A lot of people dropped him after he struggled last game. I thought that was pretty foolish. 15, 7 and 4 in 36. Well, Doncic was not at his best at all. 38 minutes, 15, 6, and 10 with some horrendous numbers. 29 from the field and 2 of 4 from the line is bad. While Brunson had 15 and 3. He's obviously dropping off Brunson. I would still hold him, but it's the fall away is pretty real uh, with his numbers at the moment. We just hope we can get something um, something going with him uh, moving forward. But it, is, it isn't looking great. I would still hold, but again, it is going to be pretty dependent on your situation as to what you end up doing with the burner, Jalen Brunson. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous goes to Christian Wood. 
Your waiver wire is Trey Mann, as is your young gun of the night. And your dud of the night is Tyler Hero. Top 10 contributors. As I put the wrong screen up, I've got to get that up. Oh, no. All right. Top 10 players in category leagues. Christian Wood, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Jonas Valanciunas, Christos Porzingis, Darius Garland, Bam Adebayo, Trey Mann, and Cade Cunningham. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Trey Mann, yeah, look, he was great, and he was shit the game before. He's fine to have, though. Dwight Powell, I don't mind him for streaming, but not for this offensive outburst. Claxton, yes, if Drummond remains out, but we don't know that. Reggie Bullock, if you need threes, no problem. Allaby, I wouldn't bother. Augustin, I wouldn't bother. Shake Milton, I also wouldn't bother. Grant Williams, only if Rob misses more time, but yeah, I'm not that interested. George Niang, no, he's a streamer. And Ben McLemore, streamer as well. And then your top 10 players in points leagues. LeBron, Porzingis, Valanciunas, Tatum, Wood, Durant, Garland, Mann, Levine, and Cunningham. And that... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.